The Subscription Box Show, episode 15. There's a lot to learn when it comes to e-commerce and subscription boxes. Whether you're a new or existing business, your list of questions can seem endless and daunting. Welcome to The Subscription Box Show, where you'll hear high-quality, unbiased views and strategies from top industry leaders. Whether we're talking one-on-one with business professionals or deep diving into thought-provoking case studies, we'll find the answers to your questions because this is the show you've been waiting for. Now, let's think inside the box with your host, Eric Music. Welcome to the Subscription Box Show. I'm your host, Eric Music, and I want to help you build, grow, and even start your very own subscription box business. Tune in three days a week as I interview the top entrepreneurs, leaders, and subscription box owners in the industry. You'll be able to take their knowledge, experience, and expertise and apply it to your business. Hey, welcome to the Subscription Box Show. I'm your host, Eric Music, and today's our weekly Friday segment called Focus Friday, where we deep dive into a subject that is specific to the subscription box industry. And on this episode, I'll show you how to research your idea. On last week's Focus Friday, we touched on the three steps to finding your idea. And now I want to keep that order going, and I want to help you research that idea. And as promised on last week's Focus Friday, at the end of this episode, I will reveal to you my top three books and top three podcasts that I have used and that have helped me tremendously. But before we get into today's Focus Friday episode, I want to quickly ask you to please share this podcast with anyone you think would benefit from it. Best place to send them is to my website. There you can find all the episodes and the trailer, as well as a contact option for me if you want to get a hold of me, where I can send you links and any other information you could need. You can also book a 10 to 15 minute call with me through the Calendly link. In the show notes, you can also find the shareable link for the podcast trailer. Make sure to forward that to anyone you think would be interested in the show or this actual episode where there's going to be a link where you can share this episode if you found it helpful for you. I'd also ask you to please rate and review the show on iTunes and hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast player. It doesn't matter which one it is. If you listen to this show on iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, we're on every single player. This will ultimately help the downloads and the numbers and it will grow the audience. So thanks in advance for that. And thank you for taking the time out of your lives for listening to this podcast. You could be listening to anything. And the fact that you're listening to this, I truly appreciate every single one of you. Today's episode is sponsored by HarborMarketingAgency.com. Harbor Marketing Agency is a team of marketers that are experts in the subscription box industry. Go to HarborMarketingAgency.com now to book your free funnel audit and let them know that the subscription box show sent you. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's Focus Friday on ways to research your idea. All right, so today I want to talk about researching your idea. As promised by the end of the episode, I will show you my top three books and I will tell you my top three podcasts. But for now, I'm going to talk to you about three steps to researching and to research your idea. By all means, I did not create these. This is not something that I've invented by and I don't claim to. These are the things that I've found over the last few years that have been really useful for our business and things that I found by interviewing the guests on the show. 
uh, as I continue to interview more and more guests, I'm finding and picking out nuggets and pure gold from the conversations that I'm implementing into these Focus Fridays as well. So my top three steps for researching your idea. Number one is your, your Google searches. I'm going to go into that. Number two, the four value models to finding an idea. And number three, the pre-launch. And the pre-launch is a great one because it's going to tell you if you have a tangible, viable idea in your hands there. So let's get right into it. Step number one, Google searches. When you're doing a Google search, it can sound vague. And I remember when I first started, we didn't actually have a product yet. We didn't have anything to show for it other than long hours working on our business day and night. You know, I was still working a full-time job, but every evening I'd be working on it. And I remember my father-in-law, he would tell me, he's like, what are you working on? There's like, he can't see a physical business, but it's the research that goes into your business to make sure it's viable. It takes a long time. So it's one of those things, it's just time consuming, but you got to do it. So Google searches. So there's a couple of things in a Google search you want to look for is first of all, what's your niche? What kind of product are you putting out there that you want to put out there? So look at your niche and find out what's missing in that niche. So for example, if your niche is selling desks, well, what kind of desk is it? When you're doing your research, look how many desk makers are out there in that niche. If your niche is a desk for specifically a stand-up desk, for example, and your stand-up desk can be turned into a sit-down desk and, oh, and it's made of this certain material and it's eco-friendly or maybe it's not, just really dig into your niche. What are your competitors doing? How much are they selling it for? How many variables of that product do they sell? Do they sell internationally? Do they sell locally? Are they backed by another massive company like Amazon? Is Amazon the one making it? Can you find it on Amazon? So really go into that niche and deep dive into it and find out everyone who's making that type of desk that you're thinking of selling and everyone who's potentially partnered with them and really research them as well. Is it a blue ocean or is it a red ocean? So this is something they use in the entrepreneurial world. So if it's a red ocean, that means there's a lot of competition. So if you're after you're doing that quick little research in your niche and you're finding out that there's a lot of people making these desks, that's a red ocean. And if it's kind of a saturated market, that's a red ocean. There's a lot of blood in the water. A lot of people feasting. A good way to do it is if you go to Amazon and you look and you search in Amazon. So when you're doing your searches, don't just search Google, but search Amazon. When you go to your Amazon search, the first thing you want to look for is when you're searching for something, if a lot of sponsored ads come up, it means it's a red ocean because a lot of people, if it's a sponsored ad on Amazon, it means people are making money off that product. So if you put in stand-up eco-friendly desk and a bunch of sponsored ads are on that first page, you're in a red ocean probably because people are making money off it enough that they're sponsoring their ads now to come up first in the Amazon platform. A blue ocean would be something where there are some sponsored ads, but maybe there's not, there's one or two, there's, it's not a page is full of them. A blue ocean, you still want competition because it means people are making money off of it. So you don't want it to be where there's nothing. If there's no sponsored ads, it might not be a good sign either because you still want a product that's making money. Someone's making money. You just want to improve on that product and make it better. So blue ocean versus red ocean. Market trends. Is this something that's a hot product right now? So right now, for example, if it's a standing desk, a lot of people are working from home right now. So standing desks are probably something that would be a hot product. People or at home, maybe they're not used to working from home and sitting down for a long time is, is painful for them. So people are going to be looking at desks because there's more and more people working from home. That could be a hot product. If it's something that's on the down, um, if you're you know into printing something on the paper side of things, that may be on the market trend facing downwards. So you want to really look at your market trends. Is your, If you got something that's on the way up and that's going to grow, or is it something on the way down? Look for clues for that. 
your USP, your unique selling proposition. Let's say you've researched enough now that you find you're in a blue ocean. Uh, there are competitors, but not too many competitors. The market trends are showing that this is on the way up. Well, what's your unique selling proposition? What's going to make you different from your competition and make you more valuable than your competition? You got to find value. Over and above, that's what keeps coming up in my conversations with successful subscription box entrepreneurs is the value they give. Your value has to be over and above your competition to be top in your industry. So really work on a unique selling proposition, a USP that will make your product stand out. Okay, so that kind of gives you an idea of how to do some searches. There's a lot of other things out there too that you're going to find. One of the books that's not my top three, but I'm going to let you know right now that was crucial for my searches was a book by Ryan Levesque and it was called Choose. He's got some really good insight in there and it helped us a lot when we were doing our market research to make sure our idea was viable. I used a lot of the principles in that book, which I'll have in the show notes. Okay, so let's move on to step number two. Step number two is something I found through my conversation with one of the entrepreneurs that was on my show, Cindy Nichols from The Wordy Traveler. Thank you for this. It's called The Four Models of Value. So some of this stuff I obviously probably knew, but I never put them together in a list of four models that were all the subscription box or most of the e-commerce stuff falls into, which are these four models. So you're going to have to find out where you fall into these four. For example, my company, Louie and Leia, would fall into kind of step two, three, and four. And you'll see what I mean by that. Model number one is the savings model. And a good example of that, and I'm going to give you an example for all of them, but an example for that is FabFitFun. So they will give you $200 worth of product for $50 in a quarterly box. So they're a massive company. And you're going to usually find savings models to be uh, big companies because they've been able to partner with some other companies to get stuff either free or at a really, really discounted price. That's one personally there's nothing wrong. It's a great model. And a lot of the big, big companies in the subscription box industry fall into that model. But if you're starting out, that could be one you want to stay maybe away from. Unless you want to send a lot of emails out, that's no problem. You can still, not to say can't be done, it can certainly get done. But it's a model where it's kind of one of those races to the bottom. You need to have some backing and some good partnerships to make that one happen. So it's the savings model. People see the value in the savings. Model number two is the convenience model. A lot of food companies would fall into that one. For example, HelloFresh would be something like that. It's very convenient. Yes, you can get the stuff at the grocery store for probably less, but it's more convenient to order it and have it delivered to your house. So the convenience of it is what's appealing in that value model. Model number three, the exploration model. These are things like Cindy said, her book would fall into. You may be getting things you didn't know were out there. A lot of clothing companies fall into that model where you're maybe getting a type of clothing or a shirt or something you didn't know existed and now you're happy to get it because you feel like you're part of that new trend that's uh, getting that new shirt or that new brand. So the exploration model value is in being at the cusp of the next thing. Model number four, the community slash charity model. So this one is a really cool one. You're finding a lot of boxes, especially in the subscription box world. We do this. You're going to find a box if you buy. So Beachley, for example, Beachley is an example of this. For every box you purchase from Beachley, $1 goes to Heal the Bay. They heal the Bay, they do cleanup projects and that sort of thing. So every dollar goes towards something. So you're adding value to others. What they're saying is if, so when you're buying from us, you're contributing to their cause, to a certain cause, and you're adding value to others. So by you buying something, you're not just getting a product, but you're also contributing to a cause that's important to you. So that falls into those models. So that's why I said ours kind of falls into convenience exploration and community. So if you don't know about our business, you can find that out, but find out where your company is going to fall into. One of those four most likely it's going to fall into. 
So first two steps are done. I hope that's been helping you so far. We're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors. And then when I come back, we're going to wrap it up with step three and my top three books and my top three podcasts. This episode is sponsored by HarborMarketingAgency.com. Harbor Marketing Agency is a team of marketers that are experts in the subscription box industry. Harbor Marketing Agency has scaled multiple subscription box companies to over seven figures. Yes, seven figures. And they have a proven track record of success in the subscription and e-commerce space. Harbor Marketing Agency not only helps their clients with acquisition, but they also help them with retention so that you can keep the customers you're bringing on. If you're serious about growing your subscription or e-commerce business, then you need to contact Harbor Marketing Agency right away to get your free funnel audit. Harbor's expert team will analyze and find the best way to get you to scale. Harbor Marketing Agency has been entrusted by numerous subscription box companies to take them to the next level. Head over to harbormarketingagency.com to find out more on how their team can help you. That's harbormarketingagency.com. Harbor Marketing Agency, leaving every business better than they found it and having fun doing it. Okay, we're back and let's get right back into it. The pre-launch is step number three. A lot of people find the pre-launch a bit intimidating. I certainly did. We messed up our pre-launch, to be honest, with our subscription box company. But when we wanted to launch the podcast, we kind of wanted to have a pre-launch. So we did nail that one. So here's some, I'm going to go through a couple of points, some bullet points of what makes a successful pre-launch. Again, I did not invent this. This is stuff you can find online anywhere through podcasts and through resources. I'm just going to kind of put them all together, the stuff that I found that are the top things for when it comes to pre-launch. What's the point of a pre-launch? The point is to get people interested in buying your product or your service on launch day. The point of it also is that you're going to find out if you have a tangible value, if your idea is even viable. So if you do a pre-launch, you can basically start with an idea, put together maybe a landing page, spend a few bucks on Facebook ads and see if there's traffic that gets to that thing. And on episode seven, Ryan McKenzie from True Earth talked about, he gives it 30 days. If something is not viable in 30 days and it's not making money, put a bullet in it. You know, take it away. It's not worth putting all that effort and money into something that's not going to make you money. And the problem with this is that you might have this idea in your head since childhood, or you might have this idea for many years in your head, and you think it's this great idea. You put it out there and you find out it's a flop. It can be very hard to get rid of that idea because your ego wants to hold on to it. You know, you think it's a great idea, but don't forget people vote with their wallets. So give it 30 days and find out if people are willing to pay for it. So the point again is collecting and gaining interest. And then so that if you do have a viable thing on the day of the launch, you want to be able to sell it to people and not just hear crickets. You need an audience. The larger the audience on launch day, the better success you'll have. And not just to any audience. When you do a pre-launch, it's a targeted audience that you're acquiring. So it's people that are interested in your product. So again, the pre-launch, you're educating your audience on your business or your product, your idea. People don't just buy right away. Worst case scenario on your pre-launch is that people at least start hearing about you. So when you do start launching and advertising uh, your product or your idea, it's not their first touch. It can take up to seven touches before people buy your product. So by doing a pre-launch, it gets your idea out to the world. And that way you can kind of eventually transition that into conversions. So the simplest pre-launch method is by setting up a landing page with a video or some information for your targeted audience about your product and why they should be interested in it. Once you've done that, people, and don't get intimidated by the landing page thing. Landing pages is not a full website. You can do a landing page easily in one day for next to nothing. Make sure you're also then leaving them with a call to action. Your call to action is to collect their name and their email address. 
without a names and email address, an email list, you're not going to get a successful pre-launch. Another way to collect emails and to gather information is to give them some kind of discount or future bonus that they can use as a founding member, as a uh, early member, early adopter with your product. When you do launch, you can offer them a discounted rate. So let's say you collect 500 emails. Those 500 people are your founding members that are going to get a special discount and maybe offer them a special value bonus in that box or in that with the product. It gives them a reason to sign up. And people like being part of something from the ground up of a grassroots movement. People love that tag. So those are ways you can um, create your own email list for your pre-launch. Just give you an idea a good time frame to do your pre-launch before you want to launch your product is a month, you know, three weeks to a month. Give it that much time. So those are the three steps. And again, just to capture again, you got the Google slash Amazon searches, your online searches. Uh, step number two, you got your four value models. And step number three, the pre-launch. These are kind of great ways to research your idea. Now, if you already know you have a viable idea, skip straight to the pre-launch. That way you can just really work on the pre-launch, get a good buzz, you know, a good three weeks of buzz going before you actually launch your product. Don't try to skip, skip out on this. If you've already launched your product and you, you say to yourself, shoot, I did not have a pre-launch, no problem. You can still use these methods to create some buzz, um, lead magnets and all these value adds to create some more emails and then keep promoting your product. So it's not too late if your business is already launched. So without further ado, Let's now get into my top three books and top three podcasts. I promised I would talk to you about this on this episode. So I'm not going to get into everything that books offer, but I'm just going to give you the name of the book and then what it's kind of about. So book number one, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. That one is about routine and compounding effects, the little things you do, your habits over time, how they compound. Number two, The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. This is a classic. Uh, you've probably already heard of it, but this one I learned actually about 15, 16, maybe 18 years ago when I first got into my first MLM. And this book was introduced to me. It was one of the books I read first. And this one kind of changed my whole mindset that, wow, there's a whole other world out there. So The Magic of Thinking Big is number two. Number three, The Millionaire Mindset by T. Harv Ecker. This one, obviously, in the title, it's about your mindset and how to change it from, I guess, one of scarcity to one of abundance you know, in a nutshell, but it's such a good book that I, once I finished reading the physical book, I downloaded the Audible book on the Audible app. And um, I listen to this book probably two, three times a week while I'm sleeping. So I'll, before going to bed, I sit down, I hit play and I let it play. And I think it's about maybe, I don't know, six, six and a half hours because by the time I wake up, the book's always done. So the whole time I'm sleeping, this is going into my subconscious and it's feeding my brain. So that's a great, great Audible as well. My top three podcasts, number one, of course, it's Build Your Network by my good friend, Travis Chappell. Build Your Network podcast is all about building your network. And I do believe and I do agree with him 100% that who you know is more important than what you know. And without that podcast, I wouldn't be sitting here doing my own podcast. So thank you to Travis. And if you want to grow your network and your circle of influence, and I truly believe you need to listen to this podcast and join his Facebook communities and everything that he offers. Travis is the guy when it comes to growing your network. So Build Your Network, hosted by Travis Chappell. And number two, it would be my OG podcast. This is one of the first ones that I started listening to. This is Entrepreneurs on Fire, EO Fire by John Lee Dumas. This is the one that got me on the path of where I am today. If it wasn't for that podcast, I probably wouldn't have met Travis and I probably wouldn't be 
doing this show. So that one is just a classic. I love everything about EO Fire. Number three, and it was a close between my third and fourth, but number three is Online Marketing Made Easy, hosted by Amy Porterfield. This is uh, just something about her. She's got a calming presence that makes really complex issues simple. She's got actionable stuff. She's got great guests and a lot of email list building concepts and just really good stuff when you're starting out, especially for me anyway. I could listen to her her shows and implement a lot of the stuff. And I'm going to cheat. I'm going to throw in number four. It's called The $100 MBA Show. And this is hosted by Omar Zenholm. And this is a, I love it because it's quick, actionable, and it's just, a, it's a, just an all around great business podcast. So shout out to number four, my $100 MBA show, part of my morning routine. So I hope this helps today. Three steps to research your idea and then my top resources. If you have any questions or recommendations for future shows, feel free to contact me on my Calendly link at thesubscriptionboxshow.com. So thanks again for taking the time to listen to this Focus Friday episode on the Subscription Box Show. If you feel that this episode helped you, then please go ahead and share it with everyone you know in the subscription box industry or just anyone you think that could learn and grow from it. If you want more information, then please head to the website or check out the show notes with all the information you need to get a hold of myself and to connect with me and the show. We do have a new Facebook group as well, uh, which we just hit 50 members, which is exciting. Make sure to check the show notes to see how you can join the group or just do a search on Facebook and you'll find it under the groups there. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Eric Music. And remember, words can inspire, thoughts can provoke, but only action truly brings you closer to your dreams. That's all for this episode of the Subscription Box Show. But your next unboxing is only a few clicks away. Head over to thesubscriptionboxshow.com to connect with your host on social media or book a call to give your input on today's episode and what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes of the Subscription Box Show. Remember, don't be afraid of change. Be afraid of standing still. 